you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. And I got Matt Michaels here in Sin City, Steve. Thank you guys for uh, being here tonight. If you're watching us live, definitely throw your comments in so we could try to get that in as we can. And uh, we're going to have a good time. This is our three count, three good topics. It's time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting present. One, two, three. Count Talk. Count Talk, baby. Our first count is from eWrestlingNews.com, and it is titled, AEW Needs to Stop Planting Seeds and Start Blooming Flowers. Um, I would tell you, it's a it's a very lengthy article, but overall, he is he's really just going over the, from the beginning to where we are now, and really just using the metaphors of, of, seeding your garden and and everything flourishing and everything that it takes to get the type of uh, garden and everything that you're looking for to get everything blooming. He mentions so much. We're just going to start from uh, a couple other places and then we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll jump into other parts of the article a little later. This part here is under, is written under care. And by the way, this is a, pretty much practically a, a pro AEW. So, you know, I don't want you to think that this is an article that's in any way, as, at least from what I determined, wasn't disparaging at all, but just saying what then the author eyes, what he think is what needs to take place. So anyway, under this article, he got care and it says every TV show in existence provides some type of entertainment. And I'm not saying AEW needs to go all quote crash TV uh, end quote, like a 1998 episode on Monday Night Raw, but it definitely should try to be as entertaining as possible. Yes, you can entertain with wrestling matches. However, you need to make the viewer care about who they are watching. If you put two random wrestlers in a ring and watch them fight, people will be like, well, what the hell am I watching? Now, if you spend a few weeks explaining who these guys are, show their personalities, give us some backstory, tell us why they hate each other and put them in the ring, suddenly people are like, I can dig this. I want to see who wins. So everything needs to be questioned. There needs to be a reason for anything you do on TV. If you can't explain why something is happening, even if it takes a few weeks to run its course, then it shouldn't be going ahead. Long-term storytelling is good, but make sure you don't have to tune in to, quote, being the elite, end quote, to understand the the subtles. Now, everybody is going to know the backstory of a few if it happened in New Japan five years ago. So, uh, so explain it to us. Don't make these types of assumptions. Now, he titles the next one Future, and this is where I'm going to come over to you 
I'll start with you, Sin City, on this one, and then we'll go to Matt Michaels. He says time is valuable, and then this is where it gets tricky because you can't include everyone. With the roster AEW has now, it's inevitable that some will be lost in the shuffle. Look how lost Brian Cage is. Jay Cargill looked set to do some serious damage, but now looks like she would take a back seat. With two hours of dynamite and one hour of rampage, everyone needs to be nailing whatever airtime they get. And this is healthy because if you have too much time, then talents can afford to be complacent. However, with too little time, it will frustrate those who are struggling to get on TV. So I believe AEW needs to stop planting. And remember, this is going to the whole idea of his... Of his um, of what he titled this, it's time for them to blossom, okay? Going back to the story, it needs to stop signing new talent and tends to, and, and tends to its already blossoming garden. I wouldn't care if they didn't sign Bray Wyatt because he's a guy who needs regular amounts of decent storytelling time. He would be a wonderful asset, but unless AEW extends Rampage to two hours, the roster is already at a, bur a bursting point. If you want to create new stars from the back of the current, then you need to draw a line in the sand and say, nope, sorry, the door is closed. AW has rarely fired anybody since its debuted, but it might be time to think about letting some go, especially if they haven't got the patience to wait their turn. So Sin City, again, it looked like he's uh, he's put a lot into this article. He titled it, AW yeah. needs to stop planting seeds and start blooming flowers. And he just laid out some pretty good points here. I'm just curious, what do you agree with him or disagree on anything that was just written out here? I agree with absolutely everything that he just said. Mm -hmm. Okay, absolutely everything. I think that I think that we are at essentially a critical mass type of a point. Um, I don't know how many more major signings they can do um, without sacrificing their roster. I mean. He's he's mentioned he cited two very very key examples. Um, now Brian Cage, yes, um, is somebody that I without a doubt agree with. Now Jade Cargill is somebody who, quite frankly, is green as grass. Um, she has not gotten very many um, very many matches under her belt at all, um, and it's one of those things that she is. It, it's been it's been known that she's going to be somebody that. Um, will require a lot of a lot of seasoning yes. uh, in order to get her to where they need her to be. Yeah. And quite frankly, where she can be. Um, I, I think I, I've said it uh, on this show that she is the future of their women's division. Um, realistically, we do need to, you know, be mindful that, you know, to not overload the roster with any more major signings. Um, but at the same time, people like Jade Cargill, um, that was the thing is it was made known, or at least I thought that she was a bit of a, a project that they were working on. She wasn't ready to go. Um, and it, it, it's, it's foolish to think otherwise. Now, granted, has she looked good in the ring? Yes, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. But it can, can she get better without a doubt also? Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, um, I, I personally don't, think that Bray signing Bray Wyatt would be in the best interest of Tony Khan and AEW. Yeah. Um, just because he will take, he he's a naturally engaging personality. So he's going to, he's going to suck up valuable TV time that quite frankly could go to somebody that they're trying to build for the future. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I would love to see, uh, I would love to see Bray Wyatt go to impact as I've mentioned numerous times on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that is the best possible case scenario for him as long as they can pay him the wage that he's demanding. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I, I, I agree with everything, mostly everything that this guy is saying. Um, the Jade Cargill example, I wouldn't necessarily have brought that one up, but uh, yeah, there are definitely people that are losing, um, that are, are getting lost in the shuffle, and it's it's unfortunate. But yeah, um, I think I think before too long we're going to see it, you know, a talent purge or a talent cut from AEW. Unfortunately, so Matt Michaels, the 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 author here is saying, look, you know, they've been planting a lot of seeds, and it's great. I mean, they have creating this 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 garden and. It's looking beautiful, but it's time for it to bloom. He ends by saying this through experimentation, unselfishness, dedication, hard work and listening to the audience. AEW can bloom into something magnificent. There will be pitfalls and you bet there will be critics. You can't allow, quote, WCW 2.0, end quote, comments to get under your skin because while there are similarities, their philosophies are totally different. Wrestlers hated working for WCW because it was disorganized and toxic. And AEW is less about politics and more about enjoying the moment, working as a team, and reaping the rewards of something nobody thought possible only a few years ago. Don't be another WWE. Definitely stay away from being WCW 2.0. And all they need to be is AEW now and forever. A garden of endless possibilities. Does he make a good case there, Matt Michaels, to allow this company to bloom what he just laid out right here and in this article? Well, I think if anything, um, the company run by Tony Khan uh, is a garden full of uh, coca plants from south america (laughs) so um oh my god (laughs) uh you know uh, so um any any articles that are written like this where it talks about flower blooming and shit like that fuck off um (laughs) it just it's just to me it's it's a stupid metaphor um and and i think that steve's right because when you do a metaphor like this, then you cite examples like Jay, Jade Cargill. She's uh, greener than than goose shit. So yes, that you know that is technically a seed that has been planted. And guess what? It takes a while for flowers to grow. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing this guy kind of fucking misses. Um, so uh, really, what it comes down to is when they started. And that's what they did. They planted all these seeds, right? Right. Um, I, Steve, was was Hangman on the show this week at all? Uh, no, um, he is. Yes. Uh, he's with his wife. Um, she's she's about to right? have a baby. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's interesting just in that aspect is the fact that you had Daniel Bryan confront Kenny Omega in this case, but you had. Daniel Bryan, who literally just came in the day before, you know, the program before. Right. And that is already, you took a plant that was already fully grown and you just took it from one area, which was WWE, and put it into your garden. That's it. You have a fully grown plant already. Mm -hmm. But with Hangman Page, look at how fucking long it is taking them 
to get that flower to finally bloom. Hmm. And he was supposed to be a blooming flower from the beginning. Right. So the the problem is, is the more plants you keep bringing in, if you want to do this stupid metaphor, <laughs> the more crowding you're going to have in a garden. And eventually what's going to happen is you're going to see the seepage of weeds coming in and knocking out some of these plants that didn't go anywhere. Oh. And that's it. Good shit, so. man. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you much for that, man. I appreciate it. Let's go right into our uh, our second count. And um, WrestlingNews.co. It's actually two articles, but they, uh, they're they relatable. The first one is uh, Mick Foley says wrestlers lose their individuality in WWE's developmental uh, system. And so apparently, as some of you guys may know, uh, Mick Foley had put out a video on his social media and um, in fact let me just quickly jump over into that because that's actually this article before I go to that one Um, and one of the things I guess that that he was just saying was that right now you know this is an important time for WWE to to be paying attention you know to what's happening and you know, not you know, not just saying fuck it. You know, there's some things happening on the other side here, and you gotta wake up. And so, let's just talk about that. The first one again. There's two articles from WrestlerNews.co, and this one is: People in WWD are reportedly very unhappy with Mick Foley about his comments that put over AEW, and it says that. Um, that there are people that are supposedly unhappy. And this comes from a guy who, uh, I, I guess, I don't know, has a podcast. But he says that Foley mentioned how Karrion Cross has been watered down on the main roster and said that he's not sure if wrestlers should trust management with their careers. And Foley also put over AEW's momentum that has come with the signing of several big names. Then let's talk about the McFoley video that I can tell you. Uh, People are very, oh, this is him quoting. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the Mick Foley video that I could tell you. People are very unhappy with, at WWE, that he put that in the video. I'm not going to say who told me this, but there is like an unwritten rule with these legends where you can't disparage the company in any way. And that's pretty disparaging. He was pretty blatant about saying, we're not good. We're not doing good stuff here, guys. All right. So you have that. He also says um that following his comments on Facebook account Foley went on went on another podcast and doubled down and said that WWE has also watered down Keith Lee he specifically mentioned how WWE did decide to cover him up with new gear and how they changed his music and um and he and he's quoted saying I love the company I really do and I think they need to hear that if I text if I texted Vince that one thing of one thing and that might be effective, but I think it needs to get out there. If it is embarrassing them, I think that's okay. I look at Keith Lee and I look at how dynamic he was. And I know Keith and I know Keith has had some health problems, but it's like the guy comes out and you don't know that you don't know that he's got that look. You haven't done enough research to know that's that he's a big dude, and now you want to cover him up. And that's part of his appeal that he's loud and proud, and for whatever reason, his incredible ring interest music was taken away. 
So you have that of what Mick Foley was saying in that particular article. And then just to sum it all up on this part of here, uh, going back to saying about his individuality, he would just say, I think the one thing you risk when you have a developmental system and a way of doing things specific to your business model is that you lose a little bit of the individuality. So you tend to have a lot of people who can do great moves, have very good matches, whose names you can't remember after they've uh, after they wrestled unless you're tuning in every week. And that was part of the problem with me. I was watching uh, periodically and I was like, wow, look at that guy. Good shape, looks great, handsome guy, wearing trunks, great moves. Can't remember his name. And a lot of guys tend to fall into the same pattern of looking and wrestling the same. So that kind of goes into there. Matt Michaels, uh, a lot of people got really upset because Mick Foley just went on to his social media and says WWE needs to wake up. Compared to this article that we just read, first off, there's a lot of people upset uh, with him that he did that. And he's also spoke on um, wrestlers losing their individuality in WWE developmental system. So what's your take on either one of these, uh, these articles that were uh, said by Mick Foley? Yeah, it's funny. Nick um, Foley, if there's one person who should fucking understand what the WWE is, is Nick Foley. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley developed Cactus Jack. Mick Foley was in WCW, a national company with Cactus Jack. Yeah. He was in Japan doing death matches with Cactus Jack. He was in ACW doing Cactus Jack. Vince, when he brought him in, because he didn't like Mick's look or the character of Cactus Jack, he made a mankind. And what did Mick do? I mean, he wore a mask. We didn't see his face, right? Yeah. So they covered him up. <laughs> you know, they gave him different ring gear. Uh, so yeah. the, the thing is, is he made that character what it was. And... Karrion Cross has been on the main roster for like eight matches or eight weeks or six weeks. I mean, you haven't even seen anything out of what they're going to do with Cross. Um, Keith Lee, of course, is a special, you know, uh, situation because of the medical issues. Um, he hasn't been on as much as you could have had him on. Um, you know, is is Mick trying to get out of his contract with? WWE hmm. because Tony has been giving everyone and their mother out of you know if you if you have the big show and you have Mark Henry and you have a uh, flair coming in uh, most likely here to to manage his uh, son-in-law then oh uh, why the fuck wouldn't fully go payday <laughs> one more sure so but is there um, anything that he said about that that was actually wrong though you know, I mean, I'm just... Well, I, I think the one thing that's wrong is the fact that he's saying that the... Um, I guess that the, the that NXT, the talent development, is developing a certain kind of wrestler. But then he's also saying that the main roster, though, isn't using what those guys were in NXT. So then how are they developing the wrestlers that they want, the characters they want for the main roster, 
in the minor leagues if when they're going up to the main roster, you're not giving them the shot that they should have been in the characters they were in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. It, it contradicts itself all over. It, it just makes no sense. So, I mean, obviously, you can argue that the, the when the guys come up that, you know, guys haven't gotten certain breaks, things have been different, um, of course. But one thing that you have to fucking go back to and say, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, um, you know, uh, AJ Styles, these guys are established guys. Mm-hmm. So for you to break in, and to expect that that character you were doing in NXT to immediately be the same impact on that main roster, it's not going to be the same. And most likely for a lot of these guys, they're going to get different shit thrown to them because we know that Vince likes to create new things and he wants kind of control. So. Right. So, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, he, he has a little bit of a point, but nothing anyone should be upset over because for fuck's sake, we've been saying this, you know, for 40 years. So uh. Sin City, uh, he said at the end of, I think at the end of that video, I think he ended with uh, WWE, we've got a problem. And, um, and that could have been, I, I guess the putting over of AEW. I'm, I'm not too sure that he's, he's, uh, who knows? You know, who knows what anything. I I don't know if he's trying to put in his uh, his bid to say, "Hey, come grab me." But I, I think he does have uh, a love for the company that he's beginning to see some things that is that has him concerned. What in this particular article that we read that you point out that um, you have to agree with, or maybe something you say you disagree with? So I mean, the thing is, I I definitely. When I saw the original video that Mick put out, mm-hmm. I, you know, if it was one of those things where I wanted to give the guy a round of applause more than anything, because he is vocalizing something that a definite chunk of the uh, of the viewing audience feels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it whether or not you see eye to eye with it, whether you agree with it or not, um, the fact of the matter is, is that there is a distinct portion of the viewing audience that feels this particular way. Um, And, you know, whether he was, you know, pining for a, you know, a payday um, looking to get rid of his contract or, you know, whatever the situation was um, I think that it's something that needed to be said more than anything, Um, whether it was by Mick or, you know, by anybody else. But the fact that, that it was Mick that said it, is really, I think, what stood out for a lot of people. Because even all of the, um, you know, after all of the, the the ups and downs that he's gone through mm-hmm. with WWE over the years, he's always been a pretty, pretty strong advocate for the company itself. Um, yeah. And for, for Mick to, you know, to shoot this video and you know just to let these feelings fly it was it was a a breath of fresh air um somebody that is a wwe diehard somebody that i thought would be a wwe lifer to be honest sure um coming out and saying these except for the except for the uh, time he spent in tna (laughs) i'm just i'm just saying like that's that's how i viewed him uh to me the the tna time was very inconsequential 
Um, but that's just my opinion on that. Um, I, I think that to sit here and say that there's not any kind of an issue going on with WWE, I think is very short-sighted. Um, because even if you are the, you know, the, the name brand, uh, in professional wrestling as WWE is, you can always be better. You can always do things in a better way. Why would somebody like an Adam Cole leave WWE? Why would somebody like a Dan, like a Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, why would they leave WWE? You know, know, those things definitely need to be looked at. And not to stop you there, Sin City, and again, I don't know, I as I start to look for articles, the one thing I, I was starting to show this week was they were saying with Daniel Bryan, with Daniel Bryan, he was looking to, I guess, do some work in New Japan. And according to some of the articles I was reading, Vince apparently was giving him the okay to do that. Uh, again, this was some reason. So, it, I, and again, that sounds really something that's not like Vince. So that just begs to differ that if that is true, that Vince really was going to give his blessing for him to do that, what still made him jump? Well, there there were negotiations between WWE and New Japan uh, for a talent exchange. Um, and that is something that we actually had talked about on this show a very, very long time ago. I right. think maybe in passing once. Yeah. But... It, it it definitely um, – I do have to give WWE props. I have to give Nick Khan props. And, yes, I'll give Vince props on this because, you know, I think that they're starting to see, hey, we might have to work with, you know, one of these other companies. But you, you see what materialized out of that. Nothing. Right. Yeah. So they're – how far they got into negotiations, who knows. But I think that that was a, a sticking point, at least in Brian's case – um, and was a catalyst for him leaving. Uh, we also don't know what the dump truck of money was again, and that and that's and that is a big factor. Like I said, out of all these reports, I mean, it could be just that the leverage being given by Vince to these guys to go back to AEW and say, "Hey, this is what they offer me," and I'm really thinking about it, and then Tony Khan just going. Oh my God, you're Daniel Bryan. Oh, here, here, more money, more money. What do you want? I want to hang out with you, dude. Um, <laughs> put, put your phone number in my Rolodex. Here's an interesting point though. And this, this is something that is very, this is where I get head scratchy. And that is the former, the first black NWA champion, Ron Simmons came into the WWF as Farouk a gladiator. Yep. One of the most ridiculous tights and stuff. But you know what he did? With fucking Sonny. With Sonny. Oh, watch, watch. Wait. He wasn't fucking Sonny. Well, <laughs> you know, it, I, I, hey, who knows? Oh, my God. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but but, but this, the truth of the matter is, is that, see, the, what happens here is you're talking NXT being their own development. Okay. But it's a different brand essentially. And and you're changing stuff. Vince has always changed people. You know, he, he, he's not a guy. Um, Stone cold. Steve Austin was not stone cold. Steve Austin. He was the fucking ringmaster. And if it wasn't for Steve taking the fucking ball himself, he would have been the ringmaster for five more months and he would have been out of a job. 
You know what the difference is here now today? There is just another company, the first that there's been in many years, that has enough money to be on a level where guys can leave and get paid close or not, if not better, than they have been before. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Foley went to TNA. When they wouldn't let him wrestle anymore in WWE, he went and he went to TNA. And he had probably the most unforgettable period in his whole career because he still wanted to wrestle. He still wanted to do that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, eventually he comes back and, you know, was able to wrestle a few more times in, in bigger high profile matches and stuff before he was essentially done. But the truth of the matter is, is that if there's an alternative option, guys are going to leave for it. And, you know what? Some guys are going to take gimmicks and they might not be the best gimmick and fans might not like the gimmick, but I'll tell you right now, Aaron Corbin is a guy who is the perfect example of a guy who is being given all these fucking different gimmicks. Mm-hmm. The last six months of his career have been probably his best. And who would have yeah. thought that you give a guy, you are a broke guy, and now <laughs> you're a millionaire. Right. There's your character. And he did with it what he did with it. So I think it's also on the performer as well. You know, you sign on to do a movie, and if you're just being yourself, and you're not conveying, even though the movie gave you, you know, a stupid role, you agreed to be in that movie, you agreed to play the role, and you got to make the best of the situation because you're getting paid. You're a professional, so right. You know, it's. It, I mean, both sides can be argued, but I think that you know, and and Mick, by the way, also pointed out the thing about Zelina Vega. Right. He made a comment about her as well, you know, not getting the shot and then kind of how low that was for them to do that, that to her. So that's where you start going. Interesting that Mick's making all these uh, off the cuff remarks, knowing how they operate. So um, I just have to mention uh, from the chat Chris says, let's face it, Michaels, 69% of the WWF roster in 96 and 97 were probably having sunny days. Yep, probably. Oh my god! <laughs> Surprise! TK hasn't brought her in. She uh, used oh, to Jesus. like the old cocoa leaves. Uh oh. <laughs> no, see, that's why he wouldn't bring her in because <laughs> she would take his. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm gonna jump over to the uh, to our third count, and this is another one of those long articles. Uh, it's from Mashable.com. And uh, it is titled, Pro Wrestling Learns to Accept Leaks in the Age of Social Media. When CM Punk's return was spoiled online, it was for the best. So I'm just going to read just a few things on the article. Uh, it talks about, as um, as one of the journalists, uh, David Bixpin, pointed out, Google's search trends showed that CM Punk's return to pro wrestling even outperformed WWE's second biggest show of the year, SummerSlam which was just days after Punk's AEW debut. And WWE's event had two surprises of its own, the return of Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch. The two had been away from the ring for more than a year, and their SummerSlam appearance had not 
been leaked in advance. It said that the leak absolutely worked in AEW's favor. And in an online conversation with Mashable Sap, explained how AEW adapted to the fact that everyone knew Punk was returning. Quote, leaning into it was a really smart business move on AEW's part. Then there's a title on here that talks about the dirt sheets. And then a little bit on there, it mentions about in the late 90s. And it talks about that pro wrestler pro wrestling entered what is arguably viewed as the biggest boom. You had WCW backed by the television magnet Ted Turner. Uh, provided industry leader WWE and then known as WWF with some of the strongest competition ever encountered. Known in the wrestling business as the Monday Night Wars, for, for years both companies aired its flagship TV programming. It just so happened that dial-up internet was rolling out in households across the country during this period too. So, quote, dirt sheets, and quote, made their way online too and backstage wrestling news started to spread quicker and easier than ever before. When talent would jump from WWE to WCW or vice versa, the news would leak. And perhaps the most notorious leak during this time period came in January 1999. When you had during this time, WWE would sometimes, uh, I guess they would pre-tape Raw in advance. And thanks to the internet, the results will leak. And on this particular episode of Raw, wrestler Mick Foley, there go his name again, <laughs> often booked as a lovable underdog, would win the WWE title over the Live WCW Nitro and commentator Tony Schiavone would leak Foley's title win spoiler in an efforts to mock their competitor's creative decision. But more than half of a million WCW viewers would change the channel over to Raw to catch Foley's long-sought victory. And this was often viewed as a pivotal moment in Monday Night Wars, which ended in March 2001, the WWE's purchasing of WCW. So... Finish up the same, but WWE makes efforts to stop leaks, but it's such a big company, so many people have to know what is going on at any given time. Sometimes plans will change and it assumes and it assumes it's because of leaks. And then he talks about a recent example, which I had no idea that I guess Sonya Deville was going to be possibly returning to the ring. And uh, it said WWE had money in the bank graphics produced for her and all. And while DeVille had appeared at the event in her usual on-screen role, she did not wrestle as the leaks had claimed she would. So WWE uh, rep simply told me they jumped the gun on that. So um, sometimes plans would change because of the leaks. And so um, also just to finish up, it also talks about leaks. It finished up by saying this leaks then, now, forever. This past Sunday, and this might be a week off, just a few weeks after this return to wrestling, CM Punk had his first match in seven years, defeating Darby Allin in AEW All-Out Pay-Per-View. And at the end of the event, at the event, Brian Danielson, a former WWE World Champion, walked out on the entrance ramp and debuted for AEW. He had just jumped ship from WWE to their newest big competitor. Again, this could have been a huge surprise a little over a month earlier, though on the same day, Fightful reported that CM Punk looked into the headed to AEW for his return for wrestling. Another wrestling site, Bodyslam.net, leaked that Daniels that Danielson had just signed with uh, AEW. So once again, however, the leaks may have worked in the company favor. Wrestling fans who ex expected a, a surprise bought the $50 all-out pay-per-view. And according to AEW owner Tony Khan, the all-out events was the most watched pay-per-view in the company's history. While the exact buy rate has yet to be released, it's estimated nearly doubled last year's 90,000 pay-per-view buys. And by far, wrestling companies are more accepting of the possibilities of leaks getting out. Uh, they've learned to simply work alongside the buzz created by the leak. So as long as their fans are searching out for the latest news online and dirt sheets, they're 
uh, there to write them up. The leaks will continue to flow in professional wrestling. All right, fellas, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think most people know I don't necessarily care for leaks. I know they happen. I try to stay away from it because I, I love the element of surprise. Um, I do understand the importance of some. I guess as someone as big as CM Punk, you've got to go ahead and let that out. But there are just some that you don't necessarily have to let out. And um, and I do like the idea of being surprised. But apparently, from what they're saying, uh, at least from this particular article, that uh, leaks are, it seems to be better in favor, I, I guess, than not being leaked, or especially for AEW. Let me go to Sin City Steve. What do you think about this? The idea that, uh, I guess, leaks, in this case, I don't know how successful it was back in the 90s, but in today's, it seems to be successful, especially when it comes now for AEW. What's your take? Well, I think the thing that's extremely noteworthy is that uh, Tony Khan had mentioned in the post-all-out media scrum that uh, the CM Punk signing was actually the least, uh, the, the excuse me, worst-kept secret in the history of AEW. So the fact of the matter is they had to they had to fill them the united center in chicago um and you can't exactly say oh yeah cm punk's gonna be here but you can drop little breadcrumbs little hints um like for instance kenny omega leading up to the announcement that punk signed um or not even announcement until he made his appearance on on rampage mm -hmm. he was wearing like cookie monster shirts and he had shirts on that said like uh, that actually said chick magnet and things of that nature. I mean, they dropped subtle hints. Yeah. And let's be real. I mean, booking a building in Chicago. Yeah. And you're you're building a, a title like a, an actual title to the show, calling it the first dance. I mean, they they fed into it just as much as anything else. But let me um, ask you, though, let I, me ask you, though, this right quick, Sensity. Having all out, and especially even during its its beginning, I guess maybe in 2019, didn't all out easily sold out Chicago without having such a big name like that. I mean, why not? Why they needed to sell out when they've sold out before on their name? They do. So here's the thing: is they sold out the Now Arena, which has a capacity of around 10,000 seats. Okay. Um, whereas this, this Friday night rampage show where CM Punk made his debut and actually came out for the first time, mm -hmm. uh, that was at the United center, which has a capacity of upwards of 15,000 seats. Okay. So that, that is a very, um, even now AEW has been around for a couple of years, you know, nothing, um, WWE has a 40 plus year, um, yeah, yeah, 40-plus years ahead of them on cable, 100 years uh, ahead of them uh, in business. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's one of those things that they are still a startup company, and they had to fill the United Center, which up to that point was the most seats that they had ever sold for a show. Yeah. Um, the only way that they could have actually done that was to, you know, leave breadcrumbs and, you know, give a, a smile a nod and a winks almost saying yeah he's gonna be here but we can't make it known yet so it's it's yeah we're never gonna be in a situation where there's gonna be you know leaks that don't get out yeah um that's just that's how it's gonna be with with the internet and how things are now 
Um, traditionally, I, I don't have direct TV. I live here on the West Coast. So I unfortunately get the West Coast feed uh, traditionally of the TV shows. Um, now, obviously, things happen on the East Coast. Um, so everything that's going to happen on any of your major shows are going to be spoiled via any social media channels, not even by the company themselves. Um, the company themselves, don't, they don't have to be the ones to spoil it. The legion of fans that just so happen to be watching the live telecast will be the ones to spoil that. Yeah. So that's, that's just how it is. Um, if it affects you that badly, get yourself a VPN or get yourself another way of watching the wrestling shows at the time that they are live on the East Coast yeah. if you don't want to get spoiled. Unfortunately, I hate to say it like that, but I've had to adapt and everyone else will have to as well, I guess, or just maybe don't go on social media. Yeah, that's kind of my. That's not gonna my, happen. That's kind of my thing, man. <laughs> yeah. I try to do my best to avoid um, Matt Michaels. I mean, um, listen, it doesn't matter, you know, what I think of or anything. I mean, I don't necessarily care for links uh, for leaks, but we do know that they're going to continue uh, to happen. But he's he's also saying that this is also. In many ways, it sounds like he's saying it's it's a good thing that these leaks are happening, at least in terms for AEW. And even when he brings up the uh, the nineties, um, I guess WCW thought the leak was going to benefit them, but that ended up eventually benefiting WWE at that time. Um, so, what's your take, man? Uh, I mean, should we just should? I mean, we know leaks won't stop, but do you think that? There just should be some things that just shouldn't be leaked in wrestling. I mean, should we just should there be moments of enjoying the element of surprise? It's it's simple. Do what you do. Don't read the dirt sheets. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, everyone wants to know everything. Everyone thinks they know things. They 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 want to be right. They want to be the booker. And it's like, for example, if you think about it. You know who you don't hear leaks about? Guys like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. You don't hear anything about Becky. You know, mm -hmm. there were little things sprinkled that maybe Becky posted when she was like backstage at a show or something like that. But you didn't hear anything that was really legitimately like, hey, Becky's coming back this day. And Brock. I'm so, really shocked at Brock. I thought that definitely would have gotten well, out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, so I think there's a very simple difference here, and that is um, kind of what Steve said. Being a younger company, AEW is going to have um, more leaks, but more direct leaks because they are directly leaking this shit to Dave Meltzer. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, everyone wants to consider themselves journalists. And see, you want to say, this guy wants to say, well, it's good for... Uh, the companies to have the leaks so then more fans will tune in okay that's a fair assessment but you know what leaks benefit most totally made up bullshit that fans buy into and you know what happens guys like this guy who wrote this article and other websites like this make money because people are clicking on this shit it's clickbait that's what leaks are it's clickbait so in, in the all honesty, an answer of it is that um, ever since the um, 
you know, ever since that everything has broken down to wrestling from being what it used to be where people thought it was real to now where people think they know everything about it, it, it leaks are going to happen. They should happen because that's how everything's set up. It's all about money. And this is what I think no matter how much we sit there and we can bitch and complain, oh, they did this wrong, they did that wrong, this guy's used wrong, this guy's too old, this guy's too young, blah, blah, blah. It comes down to one thing. What's making money? Is it making money for you, the company? Yes. Is it making money for the wrestler? Yes. Is it making money for these people writing this shit? Yes. So as long as wrestling fans are willing to pay for shit, then you're going to have more leaks and you're going to have you know, competitively more things going on. One of the reasons that, you know, everyone can point to the WWE getting stagnant in the in what they do or, or not liking things about it is to the fact that there wasn't a big competition rival that could force things like this, you know. Um, but one thing it does kill, though, is you will never get things like Medusa dumping the belt in the trash can. <laughs> right. So it's, it's a trade-off. You're never going to get Lex Luger, Luther, uh, Lex Luger, <laughs> Lex Luger showing up at the mall of America, you know, um, you know, even, even the fans who realized that Scott Hall, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, was it a big keep you know, it, it it was a mainly a secret because there wasn't huge uh, media. Would the NWO angle have done anything had it been in this day and age? So, gotcha. You know, I, I don't know. This guy's a horrible writer, by the way. <laughs> wow, man, we wouldn't have it any other way, man. Thank you guys for being a part of our three count. Uh, man, let's uh, give our final thoughts, and uh, that'll be it. Sin City, what you want to tell the great people? Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, and uh, just just being awesome. Um, this uh, this little two weeks off um, really kind of gave uh, some perspective, and uh, I I definitely missed doing the show last week. So uh, I, I I enjoy this. I I'd like to you know I don't want to speak for everybody else here, but uh, you know we love what we do with this. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Um, your, your support is amazing. Um, also very, very special shout out and thank you, uh, deepest gratitude to every person that's serving for this country, uh, whether you're stationed here, uh, on lands domestic or foreign, we really appreciate absolutely everything that you enable us to do. Um, I obviously, um, September 11th, was uh you know the the 20th anniversary uh was just uh a day ago uh, obviously peeling back the curtain we're recording this on sunday night but um yeah it, it, i i genuinely just wish that we as a people could live like as if it was september the 12th 2001 every day hmm. because we were united fear. no 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 <laughs> no not at all man not no, at all unity we were, we were we were united. Yeah. Um, we were, we were together as a people. And I, I, I just wish that we could get back to that feeling of, you know, being, being together uh, as a people. So um, last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P sports.com. Go there for all of your pre-workout weight loss, uh, general energy needs. 
repsports.com, promo code Vegas at checkout, save yourself 15%. No doubt. Thank you much. Matt Michaels, what do you want to say? Uh, 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Line. Please, if you have any kind of uh, thoughts or anything that you need that you're struggling with that you need to talk to someone, please call that number. Um, uh, of course, we lost Daphne uh, recently within the last uh, week or so. And, um, um, there, you know, there's, there's no words. Um, yeah. Would it have been preventable? We, we, no, one, no one would ever know. Um, it, it just is, it's hard to just uh, look at things like that and not, not say, Hey, at least, um, look at the, uh, look at the people around you, look at the options you have and, um, you know, try not to, uh, try not to go to that place. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's not the only person, uh, in the wrestling world, um, it's not the only, you know, someone who was a celebrity who has ended up taking their own life, um, and uh, sucks. It really sucks. Uh, someone who was uh, as loved as she was uh, amongst her peers, amongst fans, and um, it's hard to know if she ever really understood that. Um, so, uh, yeah, just uh, just uh, sad, sad overall. Uh, just, event and story so yeah absolutely um yeah that that was uh that was very devastating when it came across the uh the the internet and um but we know that these these happen a lot and and they don't necessarily have to be you know famous people just everyday people feel that they don't have no one so uh you know Hopefully you you don't get yourself to that place, but just look around. There, you you've got some people, you got some family, you got some friends, you got some coworkers, you got some buddies, you got somebody. Look at that person, um, and 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 be honest with them. If if you be really honest with that person, I'm sure they will show you uh, how much they truly uh, love you, and uh, you know will talk you out of that. So. You know, don't don't feel like you don't have that 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 other person because they're there. Um, but with that, we thank you for listening to our three counts, and we look forward to doing this with you next week. All right. So until then, we will see you then, and take care. Peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.